Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina, and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is all about emotional eating. I've been meaning to do an episode on this topic for almost a year, and each time that I tried to write it, another topic would come to mind, and it would just keep getting pushed to the side. But over the last couple of weeks, I now understand why the timing wasn't right until now. There really is a divine timing for everything. After my father passed in April, my brother got all of our old home movies. There were so many of them from when I was growing up in the 70s that were on these like old movie reels. But in the 90s, my parents got a video camera and I remember videotaping everything that I could from family trips to Costa Rica to my high school days and parties. And so my brother and I paid to have them all transferred to digital. And a couple of weeks ago, he sent me a few to watch, and it was then that I had a major aha moment about my past. I cringed as I watched my younger self when I was 18. I realized how much I buried my pain through emotional eating. I am barely 5 foot 2 inches, and I was about 30 pounds heavier than I should have been. And being fairly short, that 30 pounds seemed like much more. And watching those old videos, especially now as a 45-year-old woman and a mother of two children... I can now look back and understand why I gained that weight at such a rapid rate back then. I've mentioned in another episode at 17 I was sexually assaulted on a plane and was subpoenaed to court to testify against him. And I must mention that charging him wasn't something that I actually wanted to do. I was young and mortified. But because the pilot of the plane knew of the assault, they said that the RCMP would be pressing charges no matter what and I would have to go to court to testify even if I didn't want to. And at that time, my parents didn't support me in any way, and they told me that I was going to ruin some guy's life. They didn't understand that I didn't have a choice in the matter. Anyways, long story short is that when I now look back on that time in my life, I realized that I started overeating because I was trying to numb my emotions. I felt very alone, and I was suffering from a very serious depression. I felt I had no control over anything in my life. But what I did have control over was food and the way it momentarily gave me comfort. I put on all of that weight in a very short time, and I just kept eating away my emotions, literally. And I will never forget the day that I sat down on the couch with my parents eating a piece of chocolate cake, and this memory is just so vivid as if it was yesterday. And they started to laugh at me and say how fat I was getting. They thought it was hilarious, but I was dying inside. I remember quickly finishing the cake and going up to my room and crying. I hated everything about my life, my body, and pretty much everything in general. And from there, I went on a downward spiral. I started binge eating everything I could when no one else was around. And those last few years of high school were horrible for me. I drank too much. I continuously got myself into trouble. I hid behind baggy clothes, and I was embarrassed about my body in every possible way. I will never forget my prom. Everyone was so excited to shop for dresses, but I remember so afraid to go shopping that I actually designed my own dress and had it made. And to this day, I have a very difficult time looking at prom pictures because all I remember was that feeling of feeling absolutely horrible about myself. And then after high school ended, we moved to Costa Rica. And I remember how difficult it was for me to be in a bikini every day around people that were very fit at the beach. And so once again, I buried my feelings with food and alcohol. It wasn't until my mid-twenties that I realized that I had the negative emotional attachment to food. I realized that I needed to change the way I viewed eating 
and the way that I spoke to myself. I had finally found my soulmate and I was truly happy. And when I found that happiness, I also found that I wasn't emotionally eating everything in sight. I still fluctuated between 5 to 15 pounds at all times, but I wasn't going up and down drastically like before. And although I was never truly happy with my body, I also wasn't cursing it as much as I did in my younger years before I had met him. So when I got pregnant with my first child, I pretty much just ate everything in sight. I had gained 40 pounds. But you know, when you're pregnant, you don't really care during that time, or at least I didn't. I enjoyed everything that I wanted to, and it wasn't until after I gave birth that my old self decided to show up again, and I started to feel horrible in my skin. I remember standing in front of the mirror naked, thinking I would never look the same way again. And of course, I was so grateful for what my body was able to create. I was blessed beyond words to be able to have a child in my 30s. I just started to have moments where I didn't want to wear anything that wasn't workout wear. And of course, I wasn't even working out. I hid behind comfy, baggy clothes. I think a lot of new mums do that. It wasn't until about seven months later that I finally decided that I wanted to lose the weight and start feeling good about myself. I cut back on sugar as that was and still is my weakness, and I started walking every day. I didn't do any crazy dieting, I just had a want to feel better in my skin. And a few months later, and it worked. I felt fit and happy with how I looked. And then I got pregnant a couple of years later with my second child, and with that pregnancy, I only gained 25 pounds. And I think that's because I was so busy chasing a toddler around all day. I didn't have a lot of extra time to sit around and eat while watching TV like I did with the first pregnancy. So after giving birth for the second time, nursing literally took those 25 pounds off easily. Plus, being so busy with two small children, it kept me constantly moving. But when buried trauma came to light when the kids were just babies, I went into a very dark place. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I dropped down to 98 pounds. I don't even think I've been that weight since I was preteen. And normally, I would have buried myself in food and overeating, but I was so traumatized that I went into the complete opposite direction, and I could not get food into me. I forced myself to heal my life. I begged the universe to help me as I needed to be the best mom that I could be. I knew I needed to feel it all in order to heal it. And the universe placed people upon my path that literally saved my life. I then had my spiritual awakening and slowly healed my wounds. I then began to eat properly. I knew that I had to start viewing food as fuel and energy. And I started to love my body, tainted by trauma and all. Because when you experience the kind of trauma that I had, you hate everything about your physical body. I learned to continuously work on self-love, and although over the years I have not viewed myself as perfectly loving my vessel, I had started to feel more confident than I ever had, until COVID happened. I was blessed enough to work non-stop during the peak of COVID, and I was also able to start this podcast. But I was also depressed just like everyone else, and so what did I turn to? food. Again, I was dealing with the emotions of all of the people I was reading for, but I didn't give myself the time to deal with my own emotions, and so I once again hid them with overeating. Once we had a little bit of freedom last summer before the second wave of COVID, I started to once again work on self-love. Instead of cursing myself for what I was putting in my body, I expressed gratitude for that food that was nourishing my body. I woke up every day and tried to feel that confidence like I once felt, and it did slowly start to work again up until about a few weeks ago. 
I've been having moments of insecurity that have been haunting me. I actually started writing this episode weeks ago and for some reason could just not finish it. But something happened last night during a mediumship class that I was teaching that was a complete aha moment for me, and I realized I wasn't meant to finish this episode until now. So the students had to read for each other. I pulled one card for each person, and they all had to interpret the message. Well, the whole time they were doing it, I kept getting the strongest message for them to read for me, but I kept pushing that thought away. And just when we were finishing class, I knew that I had to ask. I knew that my guides needed to get a message to me that I was not allowing myself to hear. So I shuffle the deck and a card comes flying out, and it was called Possess Self-Confidence. So of course, I rolled my eyes because the second I saw it, I knew what they meant. The day before the class, I had taught a Reiki course over the weekend, and I always take photos with all of the students when the course is completed, and I always post them to social media. But that evening, I was about to post and I sat there beating myself up, being overly critical about how I looked. It may seem petty, I know that, but I was seeing the old version of me. I was seeing the person in the body that I once hated. And so the students reminded me that day to find that confidence once again. I shared with them the honest truth about how I had spent the night before hating myself and my body. And that is when I had the aha moment again. I needed to go through that lesson before I was actually able to finish this episode so that I could share my raw and real feelings so that I can help all of you. And I'm sure that many of you can relate to my story very well. And I want to let you all know what I did to help myself. I thanked the students for the messages and I swore to myself that I heard the guidance from my guides that they had channeled for me and I was going to do something about it right away. And so I woke up this morning with purpose. I was kind to myself. I looked at my body and instead of cursing it, I felt an immense amount of gratitude for it. I told myself that I felt beautiful and healthy and I had a lovely day. I even enjoyed all of my favorite foods, including ice cream. And when I ate it, I thanked the universe for nourishing my body like I used to. I swear this really does work. For so many years, I maintained the same weight because of the positive words I chose to use towards myself. I never deprived myself of any sort of foods I do always say, eat the cake, because I want to enjoy life. I think we all should enjoy life. I just fell off that positivity train last week, and that hasn't happened in a very long time. I think the reason that it happened is because I've been overworking myself and not taking a break. I've been feeling really burnt out and in a lower personal vibration, and I let it get the best of me. So the students and I had a very good chat about how we can all let that happen. I even joked with them about being Canadian and feeling like a bear in hibernation for eight months of the year and all of a sudden emerging into summer with winter bodies. It's hard to go from clothes that we hide in to shorts and swimsuits. The struggle's real. And then you add to that all of the beautiful people you see posting their very fit bodies all over social media and it instantly brings out every insecurity you could possibly have about yourself to the surface. We can get carried away with comparing ourselves and not feeling good enough. So why do we turn to food for comfort? Well, negative emotions can lead to a feeling of an emotional void, and food can give a temporary feeling of fullness and an instant feeling of gratification. I read an article recently that explained emotional hunger versus true hunger, and it made complete sense. It said that there were ways to distinguish between the emotional cues and true hunger cues, and this may help you going forward to creating better eating habits. So here are the cues for physical hunger. Number one, 
it develops slowly over time. Number two, you desire a variety of food groups. Number three, you feel the sensation of fullness and take it as a cue to stop eating. And number four, you have no negative feelings about eating. And now here are the cues for emotional hunger. Number one, it comes on about suddenly or abruptly. Number two, you crave only certain foods. Number three, you binge eat everything with no sense of fullness. And number four, you feel guilty or shameful about eating. Emotional and physical hunger can often be confused, but these are all the key differences between the two. So start being mindful of how and when your hunger begins and also how you feel after eating. So now let's go through some of the ways that you can learn to stop emotionally eating. Number one, find other ways to handle stress. You can write out your thoughts and feelings before you mask them with food, read a good book or take a long walk, basically anything that can help you de-stress without relying on food to do that. Number two, before you reach for the food, Ask yourself, how will you feel after consuming it? Will it make you happy or will you feel more upset after the fact? Ask yourself, what negative emotion are you trying to hide from? And face your emotions head on in order to heal it in a healthier way. Number three, try meditating. If closing your mind off is too difficult, try doing a guided meditation. It will help to calm anxious thoughts and feelings and help you to avoid binge eating as a way to calm yourself. Number four, try to go to the grocery store on a full stomach and also in a more positive mood. You will be less likely to buy unhealthy things that you would normally turn to in times of stress. Also, clear out your pantry and fridge and remove the foods that you would often reach for during moments of sadness, anger, frustration, or stress. Number five, be mindful of the amount you eat. Try eating smaller portions and take time in between to digest before you reach for more. It is said that our eyes are bigger than our stomachs and it makes so much sense. And finally, number six, the most important one, work daily on self-love. Guilt and shame go hand in hand with emotional eating and it's important that you start viewing what goes into your body as nourishment rather than cursing yourself afterwards for a lack of self-control. Instead of beating yourself up for a moment of weakness, acknowledge your setback and strive to make better choices in your future. So I want to leave you all with this today. We are all going to have moments where we get caught up with not liking our physical bodies. We are going to sometimes eat away our stress and troubles, but we really have to work hard on loving and appreciating our vessels that we chose before we came to this earth. They are sacred and beautiful and need to be honored, loved, and cherished because chances are what you may be wishing you had of someone else's may be the very thing that they are thinking about you. Emotional eating can become addictive just as any other addiction and we turn to those addictions to mask our emotions, trauma, and pain. So the best thing that any of us can do to heal overeating is to deal with our issues head on. Stop for a moment and ask yourself what is it exactly that you aren't dealing with? Try to find as many possible ways as you can to heal your life. It isn't easy and it is a process, but all it takes is one step in the right direction. Thank you all so much for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. And my wish for all of you is that you go within, dig deep, and work on those old wounds. If you would like to book a reading with me, I can be reached at www.divinemessages.ca or on Instagram at divinemessages333 or at 
the Divine Messages podcast, as well as on Facebook as Divine Messages or the Divine Messages podcast. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.